For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And I also want to thank our, our sponsor, Home Instead Senior Care recruits the most devoted caregivers. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable, providing senior home care services in your loved one's home. I just saw a neighbor out on the street, and he could not wait to tell me how much he loves his home instead caregiver, which I love hearing that. Okay, I want to welcome you to our show today. If you're listening in, you are in for such a treat. My sweet new friend, I just feel so honored, Susan. Susan mm-hmm. Cox is here. She is the director of re-engagement at Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. If you're not familiar with Watermark, I encourage you to go on their website, and I have it somewhere. It is watermark.org. I encourage you to look for Susan there, find out what they're offering for marriage, and so much more. This is a growing church that has really hit the pavement and being authentic and real and, and talking seriously about what Jesus does in our lives to help us. in Because we're all sinners. We all have issues. So that's what I love about Watermark. I love what y'all are doing about marriage. I couldn't mm-hmm. wait. I was so honored and happy that my sister connected us, Susan. Aww. I want to shout, shout out to my cute sister who led me to the Lord many over 40 years ago now. So yeah. anyway, uh, Susan... Yeah. Okay, yeah. we talk, I'm not even going to do your bio this time. You told your story in that other episode, which I think we're calling something like Reengage Celebrating Marriage Power. But so that'll be Susan's story. But now we're going to hear your wisdom. And this is what I'm excited about. Okay, Aww. so I, I know I love it that you were sitting on the front row. I know some of that time, one of my guests in the future is Scott. I, I mean, you're going to have to help me. Kadersha. Kadersha. I cannot say his name. I'm really excited (laughs) about getting to interview him. So if you if you have a chance to look for that to see if it's out yet. But I know he was probably doing some of the teaching when you were sitting on the front row learning. Yes. Uh, I mean, just coming under just men um, on staff that just they have marriages, right? That say, follow me as I follow Jesus. And just being under the teaching of Scott Kadersha, Todd Wagner, John McGee, who's also the author of the Reengage curriculum, and just watching these men live out what scripture has called them to be as husbands, and then just to teach us, hey, what does it look like to have a godly marriage? And I learned, man, if I want to have a godly marriage, Kathy, I've got to be a godly wife. And my husband has got to be a godly husband. And and where do we go to learn that? 
the beautiful thing about Scripture is God's Word has given us every single thing that we need to live a life of godliness, and He has given us everything we need to live a marriage that glorifies Him and honors Him. I learned how to communicate with my husband. I, I know that I am to to listen. I know that I am to be humble and gentle and kind in my mm-hmm. speech to him. I learned that when there was disagreement with him, that I could come to him and share my concerns in a way that was respectful, in a way that was going to be heard. And the same thing from him to me. As yeah. a wife, yeah. I, I even learned about being a, a completer. You know, like my role is to come alongside my husband and complete the mission, not compete. And I had such a twisted view of submission and what that meant. In coming under the teaching and leadership here, I learned what that, what God means when he tells us that wives are to submit. And and I joyfully and with glee, I mean, I come under my husband's leadership and headship as he comes under the headship of Christ. And it's beautiful when you have a husband and a wife on that trajectory of just pursuing Jesus, because we have everything we need, right, to love and care for each other the way God has called us to. Yeah, I'm going to stop you, though, and just throw something out. And I don't even know where to begin. For instance, I hear women all the time say, well, I know my husband's supposed to be the spiritual leader, but he's not. And I always say he is the spiritual leader. The problem here is you're not you don't like the way he's leading. And and you yeah. may even and you may even be right about that. So yeah. I, I don't I don't don't want women to get discouraged hearing us talk about this. Um, I like what Chris Legg says about submission, and he he likes a word syn- a synonym for that called devotion, and mm. I, I I love that kind of understanding of the word too. I think devotion is such a sweet word, and it doesn't have some of the churchiness attached to it right. that the the word submission has. I do love what you're saying about. Of course, I would. I love what you're saying about communicating and learning to have that conversation in a way that's really effective instead of, for me, I was tripping David all the time. And I I was so frustrated. I got to the point, first, I didn't know, and then I didn't care. Yeah. So so I think you're, I mean, you're really speaking to me when you say that. That was, it was, it still hurts me to think that I was so mm. ineffective in the way I communicated with my husband that I could risk my marriage over it. Mm. So uh, mm. I love it. Love it that you're getting such great teaching from men in the pulpit. And, and I love it that Watermark has, has systematized the teaching so well that they can now share it in other churches. It's expanding around the globe, isn't it, Susan? Yes. I, I just asked our resource team today. We are in uh, 430 churches around the globe. We have served 70,000 couples through wow. Reengage, and it's not only just in the U.S., but we're now in Indonesia, Hong Kong, Canada, Poland, and Okinawa, Japan. And the the beautiful thing about this, Kathy, is the Reengage. It's it's the gospel. It truly is. I mean, the core principles of this ministry is. It's God's word, it's God's people, and it's God's spirit. And when men that. and women understand the the gospel and they understand the love of Jesus, then everything else in the marriage comes into order. The communication think, comes in. Yeah. 
I think the thing that has uh, been really frustrating for many of the, especially young and even my age women who, uh, who find themselves feeling like they're devoting themselves to their husband, but the, the cherishing and the devotion is not reciprocal. Like there's a double standard. I, I interviewed a guy named Jack Sharp recently. Who's the, Oh, he's just amazing scholar and teacher. He's with Bethlehem books publishing, but he talked about drawing out the glory of your wife. And I just want to throw that out there in case, because this surprises me, Susan, but we actually have men that listen to our podcast. <laughs> love. Isn't that hilarious? I so I, I think they just want to know what the girls talk about when the guys aren't around. So if you're a man and you're listening, I want you to look for the interview I did with Jack Sharp and see if it's out yet. And if it is, I want you to listen to it because I can't even describe how he explained it, but it was so great about mm. from a man's perspective, how you draw out the glory of your wife for, to God's glory. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think, it, I think when women are in a marriage, like the one that you and your husband have transformed and, and I feel the way my husband treats me too now it, when you're in that kind of marriage, you know that you're both drawing out the glory of each other, like to the glory of God. I mean, it's and his glory, his spirit in us that we're wanting to magnify. Yeah. And that, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, everything we say or do should give God the glory. And when I think about women whose husbands are maybe not the spiritual leaders or maybe the husband's not a believer, or maybe yeah. he is a believer, but is not walking with the Lord. I mean, I just, I think of first Peter three, where God just says, Hey, that this husband would be won over without a word from her, but that by her behavior. And so it's, it is amazing how powerful the Lord can work through a wife when she's obedient to do all that God has called her to do, loving a husband when he didn't deserve it being kind and forgiving when he didn't earn it. And really what she's doing, Kathy, is she's she's putting on the display of grace. I mean, right. she's extending the same grace to him as the Lord does to us. And I've, I've watched so many women in marriages where the husband was not doing and being all that God had called him to do. But when the wife began to apply 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2, Man, the Lord began to radically transform that man through the obedience of the wife. Well, you mentioned, and we're down to two minutes. Can you believe how fast this goes? No, this goes, I just, yeah. I know. <laughs> we, we have one more segment, so we'll take a break here in a second. But we talked in the earlier episode about some of the principles. I think there were four of them, and one of them was community. And I just think it's so important for women to know if you're in a terrible situation with your husband, you love him, but you just don't know what to do to make the marriage better. Community will really help. And I, I was so glad you mentioned that, Susan, in the other episode. So we're going to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to keep prodding Susan with all these great questions. I mean, y'all are going to love some of the stuff I ask her next. So stay with us. This is Truth with a Texas Twang. You can find all our hyperlinks at Kathy Crafty, K-R-A-F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com. I'm going to compile all Susan's information, a lot of it, into a blog so it'll be easy for you to get and keep and download and share with your friends if you want to. I hope you do. But also, I want you to know you can go to watermark.org to also find Susan and, and all this wonderful stuff they're doing at her church. So 
just stay with us. Susan, thank you. I love everything you shared. When we come mm. back, I want to hear some more about practical things a wife can do without saying a word. I mean, that is that I tried that for about 20 years and then I finally had to speak up. <laughs> Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. Want to move from coexisting to cherished? From isolated to influential? Hi, this is Kathy. Just for you, we have two books out now devoted to creating better conversations. Life-changing conversational adventures. Marriage Conversations, From Coexisting to Cherished, is 20 chapters packed with easy, practical ideas. This is the book I wrote for my kids. It's brimming over with personal stories and stuff I learned the hard way. Then, The Well, The Art of Drawing Out Authentic Conversations explores over 40 different ways Jesus launched the woman at the well from lonely to leadership. You can find our books with our wonderful publishers, Cross River Media and Elk Lake Publishers, at local bookstores or at Amazon.com. Buy two, one to read out loud to your hubby and one to share with a friend. Order yours today and have your own conversational adventures tonight. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu whenever? It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking with Susan Cox, and she is this expert, this amazing woman who told her story in another podcast about transforming her own marriage that is Jesus transforming it. And now I've been sharing with her, and especially over the break, we talked about this. Like I knew that first Peter three verse where a woman can be one without a word. I mean, a husband can be one without a word by the chaste and respectful behavior of his wife. And I've been practicing that for like 20 years. And finally, I just thought I've got to speak up. Susan, I felt like I was invisible in my own household. Mm. So mm. I I want you to share, I mean, I just read a whole book on this, things you can do behind the scenes, practical, even some direct things that can change your marriage. But I want yeah. you to, I don't want to miss a chance to hear what you have to say about this. So like, it's okay. not, it's not easy if you're in a tough marriage situation, but there yeah. are some easy, simple things you could do even today. So share some of that yeah. Yeah, I would love to. A, a resource that I love was by a woman named Joy McLean. 
J-O-Y-M-C-C-L-A-I-N. And she wrote just this beautiful little piece called Waiting for His Heart. And I kind of captured it like waiting on a spouse to change because ladies, I mean, we, we can't change our husbands and to any husbands that are listening, you can't change your wife. And the number one thing that we can do is number one is we can go to the Lord and seek his wisdom. James yeah. 1, 5, that we can come to him and seek his wisdom. I've learned in the season of the really hard stuff in my marriage, I have learned to be a prayer warrior. And mm-hmm. I've learned that the Lord, the Lord does hear our cry and he answers us and he shows us what our next best wise step is. And then something else I had to remember was that God is working all the time, even when I don't see it. Like he's at work in the midst of a marriage, even when she doesn't see the immediate results yeah. of it, she can trust that God is still at work. And, and I had to learn this too that I was on God's timetable, not my own. I I wanted my husband to change by March 6th, 2013. (laughs) And I thought, Lord, if if this will all just happen in this timeframe, then we're going to be good. And what God taught me in that is, hey, Susan, I'm doing a work in your heart. I'm doing a work Mm -hmm. in your husband's heart. Your eyes, your, your, your job is to keep your eyes on me and allow me to do what only I can do in the heart of that husband, and and then trust that God's way is so far greater than my own. Another thing I think we have to remember, Kathy, is if a spouse is not a believer, we cannot expect them to act like it. Right. You know what I mean by that? That's so true. if, If my spouse doesn't know Jesus, then why wouldn't he be running to porn or fair drugs, alcohol, whatever he's running to? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't she be doing all the things that she's been doing? Because she doesn't know Jesus yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also learned that to to not allow the crisis to become my Christ. Yeah. When we're in the midst of a really tough season, it's natural to look at the spouse because you want that person to change and to be different. And what can happen is if all I do is look at the crisis, then I'm going to look for that crisis to give, to be my answer. And that's just, that's not going to work. Right. So I've got to take my eyes off the crisis and and keep them fixed on Jesus. You know, I've got, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, I just responding. I mean, everything you're saying is makes so much sense to me. I got to say this about prayer. I've been on both sides of praying. Like I've been the broken person who really, really messed up my life and it was terrible and it affected so many people around me and broke hearts of the people I loved. Mm. And I'm the one on my knees praying for mercy and help to give me some kind of uh, relief and, you know, self-discipline to walk away from bad situations. I've been that person. And then I've also been the person on my knees going, Father, my husband misjudged me today and you're the God of justice and I want you to make him stop that. So, but I'll just tell you the easier prayer is that second one. Yeah. (laughs) It's so much easier to be the person who, you know, you've done what you you think was, I mean, of course, God is all knowing, Kathy is not, but if you think you're doing what is right, it is so much easier to be that person Praying for the person that you know is messed up. <laughs> yes. And, I mean, and that, I, so I just I, think that's uh, for people that are listening, if you're hurting because your husband has misjudged you or mistreated you, 
just know I, I understand how that feels. And it's so much better to be that than the other person who needs prayer. And, and who, you know, that's the beauty of community. Like when, when we've had seasons where I had gone to my husband, I mean, just as Matthew 18 calls me to, when my husband is in sin, I'm not going to sit and be a doormat for right. his sin, but right. I'm going to lovingly and humbly go to him and say, hey, babe, I've, I've made some observations about you. Do you mind if I share that with you? And with that tone and approach, he's definitely more apt to hear it. And then when I share it, and if there's a lack of change and a lack of repentance, then scripture says, I am to bring another with me. And that's yeah. why community is so sweet, because we need each other. And so we've had cases where my husband wasn't listening, and even when I wasn't listening, and we knew that we could go to these men and women who love us both, who were going to counsel us biblically, and we would widen the circle and sit in the living room and share, hey, guys, this is where we are. This is where we feel stuck. Would you guys speak into this and, and help us take a step forward that's going to bring healing? And community, just as the Word tells us, God's Word has given them everything they need to counsel us. And so they would mm. open up Scripture. And they would say, hey, Roland, Susan, you know, God says that you are to forgive. And have you walked through the confession and forgiveness part? Or, hey, Susan, your tone with your husband has been disrespectful. Mm. And the Lord tells us that we're to speak kindly and to be tenderhearted toward one another in Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Are you doing that with him? And, girl, it's, it's hard in the moment. Right, it's hard enough mm -hmm. yeah. to be in, the, in in sitting in pain, and you're wanting things to get better. And God is saying, "Hey, I've given you a plan that is going to help everything be better and move on a path of healing. We have to be willing to yield to that plan and do what God has called us to do." And then the last thing I would say on that is, I think we have to be willing to examine our own hearts. Just mm -hmm. as Psalm 139 tells us to, it is so easy to see the sin in our spouse. Mm -hmm. And yes, we don't absolutely. Really see the, yeah. And we, mm -hmm. we don't, we don't like looking at ourselves, mm -hmm. um, but, mm -hmm. but, but God tells us to, that we need to step back and look, Hey, what part have I played in this? And what part do I own? Even if the husband owns 98% and she owns mm -hmm. 2%, She's got to own a hundred percent of her two percent. Like yeah, I think I think for me the the big like one of the big truths that I learned early in my walk was when I was hiding, when I felt like hiding and ashamed, that was proof that I did not really believe Jesus' death on the cross was enough to cover mm. this particular sin. Like mm. if I hid it, I was essentially blaspheming Jesus' death on the cross. Mm. Mm. So that's a, mm. that's a tough thing to do though. Cause we really mm. want to just say, Oh no, not me. I didn't sin. <laughs> Especially yeah. when it's marriage. I mean, that's just how we want to be, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And again, that's natural. It's natural to look and point fingers at the other person. What's yeah. supernatural and the work of Jesus in us is to humbly look within and say, man, I, I blew it, babe. Will you, will you please forgive me? And I mean, girl, humility, I've watched it over and over, even in my own marriage. It melts a heart of stone. Mm -hmm. Isn't and, that sweet? Um, it, yeah. I'm so glad you said that out loud. I'm actually going to pull that 
If I ever get caught up on all the meme making that I want to do, I'm going to make that a meme. Humility melts a hard heart. That matters because we know that divorce is rooted in hard heartedness. Yes. So humility, say that again for me so I can write it down. Yeah. Humility melts the heart of stone. I mean, Colossians 3 tells us that we are to bathe ourselves in humility and husbands and wives, I mean, if you're listening, I mean, when you get dressed every morning, I mean, we, we should, we should bathe ourselves in humility. One of my favorite chunks of scripture is Colossians 3, 12 to 17. And I think for every husband and wife to read that chunk of scripture every day and to be that person, Paul is describing the character of Jesus in that chunk of scripture. And man, if, if I can be that woman and my husband will be that man, that is a sweet God honoring marriage. That is a person that I cannot wait to come home to every afternoon. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, I think that whole idea of humility, I saw it in my dad after he got into Alcoholics Anonymous and he really pursued humility the rest of his life for 30, the last Mm -hmm. 30 years of his life. And It became this tender-hearted, wholehearted way that he Mm. showed up authentically and engaged with us kids and grandkids. And it was the most Mm. beautiful thing in a man. Yes, it is. I mean, that's that's the image of Jesus. Like that's that's Jesus. Like, what what would marriages look like if we woke up every morning and our feet hit the ground and we behaved like Jesus? And we walked in humility as Jesus walked, and we loved expecting nothing in return. I mean, we would see divorce rates in our country be obliterated. Well, we've got two minutes left, and I am sad. This is like the fastest 30 minutes ever. (laughs) I want you to know, I love it that you, you mentioned not being a doormat. To me, that's the perfect balance toward, uh, you know, on the one hand, there's a doormat. On the other hand, there's this a confident ability to be humble as a discipline, as a very warrior, spiritually warrior-like woman um, or man, any leader in a family, the man or the wife, to be uh, so humble and confident in their humility. I love that, Susan. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I mean, you just packed this, this podcast with so much great stuff. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you where to find Susan. (laughs) <laughs> at watermark.org. Do not miss a chance to connect with reengaging your own church. It is such a blessing. I've been watching the ministry for a long time and I know lives are changed by it. If you want all the hyperlinks and you're driving and you don't want to have a wreck, please go to Kathy, <laughs> Kathy Graffy, K R A F is in Frank, V is in Victor, E is in Edward.com, where you can find everything. I'm just going to pull together some beautiful blogs with all Susan's information. You'll be able to find her. I'll include Joy McLean and many of the other things she's mentioned. And you'll be able to find Watermark and begin to build or or keep building on the foundation at your church of that authenticity, those great conversations. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in.